Welcome to the Operate Podcast, where we give you a behind-the-scenes look at company building from the perspective of the builders themselves. This is how we operate. Welcome to the Operate Podcast. I'm Kerry Ransom. Today's episode is sponsored by Peak Planning and my friend Jeff Martin. They build high-performing teams for venture-backed growth companies and venture capital firms. They offer a facilitated leadership team session with tools that will help you create focus, alignment, and accountability amongst your team. And Jeff and team are great at getting your team on board with the three-year vision of the company, a one-year plan, and quarterly OKRs, and tools to stay on track along the way. I have several friends who've used peak planning very successfully, so feel free to message me if this is something you'd like to learn more about or you want to meet Jeff. I'm super excited to have Curtis Boyd with me on the podcast today. Before we get to hear from him, though, let me tell you a little bit more about Curtis. He's currently the founder and CEO of Objection Co., which is an online review protection and fraud detection software company. I'll let him tell the founder story in a bit, as I know a little bit about it, and it's a really good one. We've all seen and likely used online reviews about products and services and companies to really influence or support our decisions. However, in many cases, those reviews may not be honest or accurate or even real. And Curtis's company, Objection, will help businesses to dispute and in some cases even remove untruthful or fake reviews. So we'll talk a fair bit about that on the show today. Curtis to me is a classic entrepreneur, going from nursing school to being a nurse technician to now running a growing SaaS company. Curtis, it's great to have you on the podcast today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So I mentioned a bit about kind of how you started Objection Co., but I'd love for you to tell the inception story. So um, please share that with my audience. Sure, sure. So about nine years ago, I was working in uh, the hospital, you know, as a nursing assistant, as a student nurse, you know, I fed people, I took care of them when they couldn't take care of themselves, very bottom of the food chain and sense of, you know, hierarchy, right? But I, I actually really enjoyed it. One day a doctor came in, he was really frustrated, really, really cranky. And, uh, um, you know, he started complaining about a fake review he had just gotten for his private practice. And I was kind of cranky too. So I just started complaining about my student loans. And, uh, you know, he's like, well, you know, Curtis, if you figure out how to remove this fake review, I'll pay off your student loans. I was like, I rolled my eyes at him. I'm like, doctor, like I I owe $32,000. He rolled his eyes right back at me. He was like, Curtis, I probably lost over $150,000 just this week. I was like, what do you like? What? what, what do you mean? He's like, I charge 10 to $15,000 per surgery. And I lost at least 10 consults that I know of because of this fake review just this week. So I'd be happy to pay off your student loans, Curtis. Like I've, I've hired a little, I've hired a lawyer, I've hired marketing consultants. No one's been able to help me. Um, so anyway, uh, I was like, okay, yeah, uh, I'll, <laughs> you know, okay. Uh, my mom knew who the doctor was. My mom worked at the hospital too. And she's like, yeah, I know who the doctor is. He's a, he's a pretty stand-up guy. I was a nursing assistant. I had no idea about paperwork, contracts, obligations, not, none of these things. I didn't even know how to bill, right? Or know that I needed paperwork to be able to bill. But anyway, I set off on this, this quest to solve his problem. 
And the first 48 hours, I am going after it, right? I'm I'm calling every everyone I can. I'm emailing everyone I can, and I'm getting nowhere. I'm literally just banging my head against the wall. No one's responding to me. No one's very helpful. Like nothing is getting done. And I'm I'm trying at 100. This is my 110% effort. Like what what's going on? So I did the math. I realized that it would take me over two years to save that kind of money. Uh, at my current salary, right? 11 bucks and change. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what? I'm 22. Like, let's, let's do this. I had $800 in my bank account. I bought a plane ticket to San Francisco and I flew to the company where their headquarters were. And I staked the company. I I started approaching employees that walked in and and out of the building. I was like, Hey, do you you work here? Do do, do you work at this company? And they'd be like, what do do you need money or something? I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not homeless. I'm not a crazy person. I have a doctor in LA. They have a fake review and I need, I need, I need help. And I could tell some of the people that I asked knew how to help me. They knew that something could be done, but they didn't want to tell, they didn't want to tell me. They didn't want to talk to me. I was in their way. They were too busy, yada, yada, yada. Hours went by and I could tell there were like, there were a few people who I know kept walking in and out. I knew they could help, but they, they didn't. And so anyway, I didn't lose hope. I was there another day. I checked into a hostel. I was there another day and kept going on. Hundreds of people in and out of this building. Finally, on the third day, I met a really nice girl who was like, okay, like, let me, let me take you down the street to Starbucks. We sat down. I took notes and lit, I went straight back to the hostel, submitted the, the, the dispute request. And uh, 48 hours later, I had a check for $32,000. And I was out of my mind. I, I didn't know what to do, right? The doctor was actually on the board of directors for the entire physician network. So within three weeks, he had referred me to over 700 other doctors. <laughs> he taught me how much to charge, hooked me up with a bookkeeper, CPA. And before you know it, I had a small reputation management practice. I was now a reputation consultant. My brother, my sister, and my mom all worked at that hospital as nurses. And I was a nursing assistant. Like I was on my way and now I was going into the administration office outside, not wearing scrubs. They're like, Curtis, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm an online reputation now. They're like, you're not a nurse. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not in nursing anymore. They're like, so what do you mean you're not a nurse? I'm, I'm, I know it's weird to see me outside. I'm here to actually like help these doctors with fake reviews. There's, there's almost a thousand doctors at this hospital. They're like, oh, wow. Like, and I, we didn't know, like no one really thinks about that kind of stuff. Uh, before you know it, uh, one physician network turned into like five or six and I was busy uh turned into more than just doctors we we started servicing lawyers contractors really anyone who 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 cared about their reputation and you know I kept hearing these TED talks and other types of talks with like Elon Musk talking about AI how AI is going to replace all of our jobs and you know I was thinking could AI do what I do could AI look at reviews to see which is removable and then send a letter customized about this review to an administrator to remove it? And I'm like, totally, it, it should totally could, right? So I went back to school, I learned how to code and that's when I built Objection Co. Uh, where literally I, I programmed the server to read r- reviews the way that I do, to read reviews the way that, um, you know, to, to understand if they qualify for removal, if they're legitimate mm-hmm. or not. And then if, if something matched, it would have, you know, a kind of a template that we customize that just gets sent off right to the administrator. And so not only is that identification fulfilled for us, but 
the disputes are, are fulfilled for us as well by the server, which saved me so much more time because now my software can fulfill on everything and I just get to go out, meet really cool and interesting new people, build relationships and integrate into more uh, applications and, and focus, on my, uh, focus on my coding. Very cool. Well, Curtis, thank you for sharing that story. Just a, an incredible way to kind of start a business. So as you think about your customers, you were just mentioning some of these, you know, really interesting people that you get to go out and meet. As you think about, you know, if I said, give me a favorite customer story beyond the initial surgeon who helped put you into business, you know, what, oh. what would you say is one of your favorite customer stories so far? Oh, man. So, all right. Uh, just one of my favorites just actually happened maybe two months ago, and it's still evolving. So it's pretty recent mm -hmm. uh, in the scheme of things, considering this is like a nine-year story. But about two months ago, a young lady uh, found me um, from a, a referral on Clubhouse. It's a social app. I was speaking on stage, and one of her friends heard me talk, and her friend referred me and said, you need to call Curtis. And so she called me, she's like, Curtis, I heard you, 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 you have a way to remove fake reviews. And I was like, on Google, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's what we specialize in. We, we identify and dispute the reviews. Like I can't, a Google administrator can though. And so she told me her problem. You know, she uh, recently broke up with this guy who was in big tech and him and all of his buddies slammed her on the company page and wrote terrible, terrible things, 30 or 40 reviews all within about two weeks. And while she was on the phone with me, she was crying. Like this was hmm. not just impacting her job at work, but this was impacting her boss's sales. Like the entire company was, was, was affected, not in a major way because they were actually like a fortune 1000 company, big, big, big HR company. But, um, but it was really affecting her personal life. And, uh, she was on, t she was, she was in tears on the phone with me. She's like, Curtis, I know you can help. I, I probably can't afford it. Like directly. I know my boss certainly could, but they're a big company. They don't make decisions real quick. And so, you know, I looked at the reviews and I'm like, this is exactly what we do. So I was like, you know what? I know you, you, your company may or may not sign up with us. Let's not worry about that right now. We're going to go ahead and take care of all of these reviews this week. And if you sign up, cool. If not, we're just, we're, I just, we just don't want you to cry anymore. Like we want you to move on with your life because we, we had already, you know, had a great week in sales and stuff. So some, some, for some reason we were just feeling generous. I, I don't know, but anyway, uh, we killed it for her. Right. I mean, we got everything off a hundred percent success, right? Everything removed. And not only did that company end up signing a multi-year contract with us, but they referred us to a very, very, very large property management group with over a hundred thousand properties. And we're, we're talking to them about managing, you know, almost a hundred thousand licenses of our software. So kind of, kind of the karmic power of doing good in the world, mm. uh, turning into over a seven figure sale for us. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Well, well, thank you for sharing that. So as I think about your background, you were talking about, you know, you, you, you were in a family of nurses and uh, people in and around the, the hospital. And I feel like, you know, as I looked at your background, it's like, okay, Curtis was doing the responsible thing. He went to school, he got a degree in a useful, very marketable area of the world that is, you know, tends to have a, a, a lot of jobs and, and somewhat even of a talent shortage in it. 
was your plan where I mean you were going down the nursing path you said you enjoyed it like was this was this the plan that you had for for your life <laughs> absolutely not like I said most of my family members are all nurses and mm -hmm. they still are like you know they're they're becoming nurse practitioners and you know uh PAs and and everyone works in the hospitals I certainly had no idea I would be getting into online reputation or you know, into coding and machine learning and data science. I, I had no idea I would enjoy it so much. Um, I still, uh, you know, like to volunteer in the clinical setting. Uh, I, not really much so much in the clin clinical setting. I, I, I like to volunteer for Camp Ronald McDonald for, for kids. It's pediatric oncology mm -hmm. and it's, it's so much fun. But outside of that, that's like as close as I get these days to using my nursing skills. And uh um, yeah, it's, I, I, I miss it, but I, I don't, I feel, I feel like my talents are, are best served, uh, in other places and I'm having so much fun, uh, you know, building, um, you know, these, these assets to help our marketplace clean up these fake reviews. I'm having a ton of fun with it. So how do you think about your career now? And, and also, I mean, how would you think about even advising, someone else that maybe is following a path that is, is sort of just the logical path. Yeah. So, so my career has evolved from, you know, nursing student to reputation consultant to remove bad reviews for fake reviews for doctors to software, to, uh, software entrepreneur to use software to do the same thing. Now it's evolved into consumer protection where we use AI and machine learning to, to detect fake reviews for consumers. And we're starting to work with organizations like the Federal Trade Commission and the BBB. Um, so it's really evolved from, you know, my, from nursing to just fake review detection for everybody, not just businesses, not just doctors anymore, just everybody. And, um, you know, for people who are thinking about entrepreneurship and just getting started my advice is to solve a problem i think it all starts with like a problem that you want to solve because there's a million and one problems out there mm -hmm. that need to be solved that people are going to pay really good money for you to solve that problem for them right so once you figure out how you can solve that problem you need to document it provide these case studies and then figure out how to scale um there's a really classic saying that the riches are in the niches, you know, uh, that it's my, my and I, I believe that my recommendation is to start in a, in a, in a niche and to build all of your sales content, your marketing content for that niche, really, really get that channel going really well. And then once, once you've done that, then you can move horizontally and figure out other, other industries that, that have the same problem, but it's just a different sector. Um, coming with all these great success stories and good reviews and all of this other stuff, it'll. I think it's it's the best way to go. So you're you're clearly evolving as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, and an operator. How do you? How do you do that? How are you learning? How are you growing? What's what's been your successful process for that? Lots of books. So I, I read lots of books. Um, I, I have uh, an accountability group for software developers that I, I, I participate in where mm -hmm. we set goals for ourselves and other people check in on us. Mentors, right? Having, mm -hmm. having a good mentor. Um, uh, 
let's see here. I, uh, I, I also, uh, I'm a huge fan of a place called super prof. It's like tutoring. Okay. And so for all the super advanced, like there's tutoring from like basic math, like, you know, addition, subtraction, there's also tutoring for, you know, uh, GTP three and, and the new NLP models on how mm -hmm. to, how to integrate everything in, in machine learning and AI. So, um, I'm a huge fan in private one-on-one -on -one tutoring, especially as, as new, new, new stuff comes out. Um, I meet with a tutor once a week and, and he helps me, uh, uh, every week. So, you know, I, I, I'm a huge fan of, uh, of continued education as well. One-on-one. -on -one. Very cool. I have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to the operate podcast, Curtis, if you think about the skills, I mean, you've talked a little bit about some of the skills that you've built along the way, going from being really a service provider to really automating and, and, and codifying in software, uh, a lot of your knowledge. When you think about when you started the company, the skills that you had versus now, how would you describe those to someone? Oh man, you know, I think, uh, for, you know, because I'm in more software now, it's it when, when I remember when I first was like, okay, I have a, I have a plan. Like I have an idea mm -hmm. of what I want to build. And then using my basic coding skills, I, I knew I needed help, right? I needed, I know I needed to get, go to some team and say, Hey guys, like I need help with the front end, the back end. I can do some of the, the scripts and stuff, right. To help with the fulfillment, but I'm going to need you to build out this dashboard for me. Right. So that customers can log in easily mm -hmm. pay and, you know, get, get what they need to. At first, you know, I went, I went on Upwork. I found a team in India and it bombed. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was the worst experience I've ever had with any, any mm. kind of development. Not that all of the teams in India are like that, sure. but the one I, I had, it was terrible. It was really, really terrible. I mean, the stuff got delayed for seven, eight, nine months. They mm. wanted more money, more money, more money. And it was, it was horrible. Um, you know, uh, then I, I scrapped the whole thing. I was like, you know what, you guys like, this is going nowhere. I'm just going to start over fresh with someone else. And I'm so glad that I did. Um, I ended up finding uh, a team uh, based out of the Ukraine and they taught me all about Atlassian, right? Mm. And all about project management and agile. So, you know, I, I had no idea what that was until I started mm. working with them. And then I was like, oh, so this is how software is supposed to be built. And then I, I, I learned, you know, how, how dev sprints work and how all these, these fun things work. So, uh, going from a really poorly managed and organized dev team to a really efficient uh, dev team, I ended up flying out to the Ukraine and uh, I ended up acquiring that dev agency. I was like, look, I just want these people working for me. Let me just cut you a check and they don't have to work for anyone else. They, 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 it's just objection come now. And it worked out perfectly because they were, there, there were only six or seven of them over there. And uh, they were happy to not to work for any other clients and just focus on our, our stuff. So uh, they've been with us now for almost two, almost three years now. And it, it was, it was perfect. Amazing. Yeah. So as you think about your, you know, you, your growth and when you have uh, a gap in your capabilities or, or skills in the team, how do you now go about trying to, to fill that? Yeah. So, uh, 
about a year ago, we qualified for the Amazon startup program and uh, they've been super generous and all of the resources as well as um, uh, consultants that if I ever need anything, right? Mm. Um, right now we're going through what's called the well-architected program. It's basically a deep dive into our infrastructure, how mm -hmm. many X amount of servers, put together in this configuration, right? With, you know, Lambda, Fargate, all this fun stuff. Um, and anytime like there's an issue either in our infrastructure or our machine learning models, or, you know, just our, our basic code, if my team isn't super proficient in those coding competencies, I can go straight to Amazon and say, hey, hey, account, super amazing account manager. Mm -hmm. uh, this is what I need. And then they'll be like, bam, here's nine, here's nine companies and we're going to pay for half of it, you know, cause they, as part of the startup program, they, they're just super generous with all the credits and all of mm -hmm. the, uh, all of the upgrades to our infrastructure. A lot of the times it's either free or they just cover half. It's, it's really incredible. Very cool. So you, you, you've shared a little bit about your vision for the future and talking about consumer, uh, reputation and some of the things that you're you're doing there and and even you know helping consumers with uh, fake reviews. Yeah. What what as you think out over the next couple of years now, you it seems like you have this great business. You're growing. How do you think about the vision for Objection Co. a couple of years from now? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I. I I want to keep helping business owners, but business owners are going to not be our main point of focus in, in the future. Um, we just started working on a very large order from the Federal Trade Commission, 85,000 reports. of. So uh, whenever we look at a business, we put together this report where it basically is kind of pass or fail with all of the reviews in rows and it explains why the reviews either valid or, or fake. And we just started on, you know, a, a a, a big bulk order, 85,000 businesses here in the USA, what we're trying to move into, you know, like when you're driving on the road and you see like these little traffic cameras. So if you, if you go through a red light, they're going to take a photo of your license plate. What we're trying to do is become that entity for them. So we want to record the fake review data, send it to them so that they can issue the fines to the businesses who are engaging in deceptive marketing practices. So that's the goal moving forward for 2021, 2022, uh, is essentially helping uh, regulate uh, uh, online, moderate and regulate online reviews for the Federal Trade Commission. So there, is there legislation now that they can find people who are intentionally yeah. So Issuing you, fake reviews and things. Yeah. So if you Google a phrase like FTC fines, mm -hmm. you'll see recently they just find someone $18 million uh, mm -hmm. for fake reviews. And those could be either positive or negative. They're positive. So if, if you have, if the FTC is going after you for fake reviews, it's normally because you are engaged in deceptive marketing practices, mm -hmm. deceiving consumers. And it's because you've, you've posted fictitious experiences that people never had mm -hmm. about your product or service, mm -hmm. right? So um, in, just to give some context, in 2020, Google blog, they published that they removed 55 million illegitimate reviews just in 2020. That's 160,000 fake reviews removed per day. And that's just Google. That's not Yelp or TripAdvisor or all the 900 other mm -hmm. major sites. 
you know, if you, if you were to think, oh, okay, the average cost online for a fake review, maybe 20 bucks, maybe 50, right? Who knows? Uh, you multiply that 160,000 times 20, right? Times 356. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a $3 billion industry, fake reviews just on Google. It's a multi-billion dollar industry. And Incredible. most people have no idea. Incredible. Yeah. It's a, it's a huge, huge problem. So as you think about your sort of core values as a business uh -huh. and, and that in your vision as well, you how, how do you define those? Yeah. Um, you know, we define them as uh, like our core values here at our organization is to help uh, rid the marketplace of fictitious reviews for both businesses and consumers. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when we get a call from a business owner who says, I got a bad review, can you help me? We, we always ask the same set of questions. Well, is this review real? Like, did a, did a consumer write this for you that you, that did someone that, you know, write this for you? Did a customer write this? Yeah, but it's really hurting my business. And I'm like, so it's real. And you want us to remove it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, really damaging. And it's like, why do you want us to remove a real review? And then we tell them, you don't have a reputation problem. You have a customer experience problem, right? So mm -hmm. our values and upholding content integrity even play in to the way that, that we work. Like, sure. could we sell this guy? Easily, right? He's got a lot of pain, right? We could easily sell mm -hmm. him. But we don't because this guy like isn't an ideal customer. He doesn't have a fake review. He has a real review. And we're like, you, we, we try and teach people how to own real reviews, how to, you know, uh, take ownership of it, how to uh, essentially learn from it, what they did mm -hmm. wrong to, pre to prevent it from happening to future customers. And we try and take on this process, but a lot of business owners are like, no, no, no. I don't want to break my, I don't want to fix my broken business machine. I just want you to, to fix this one. Sure. So, and, and go back to business as usual. And it's, it's pretty comical. So as you think about a new entrepreneur, we, you've talked a little bit about, you know, riches in the niches, finding that, that problem, but you think about a, a new entrepreneur who's, who's about to start her own business. What, what are the first couple pieces of advice you would have yeah um you know early on i thought pr was everything it's not uh for us what really changed the game was direct direct outreach uh we found that by just picking up the phone and calling our ideal customers in a non-selling way mm -hmm. we actually had way more conversations than we, we more leads than we could dream of um, a lot of people are like, how am I, how am I going to get customers? Like, do I have to go to AdWords, Facebook, like, and they'll spend a killing trying to figure out ad combinations and copy and content and websites. Like you don't need that. Sure. You, like you need a decent website that just explains what you do, but, but if you want new customers, you just have to learn, you, you really have to get developed the ICP, right? The ideal customer mm -hmm. profile, learn like who it is you want to serve. And then create, and then just, and then just create content for them. And and for us, we just picked up the phone. We called them, and before we tried to sell them anything, 
we offered them value, right? Right when we, right when they say, oh, who is this? Oh, this is Curtis from Objection Co. You know, we, uh, I noticed you had this pain and we wanted to give you a free tutorial on how to solve that pain for free. And, and he, I just need your email address. Where can I send it to? And, uh, you know, every single day, hundreds of email addresses because the DIYers, they're going to fix it anyway. Our customers, the people that want us to do it because we're, we're the authority in that space. We're really, really good. If they did any research about us, they'd be like, wow, like these, these guys seem like they really know what they're doing. So, um, for me, I, I've, my, my, one of the most game-changing things was really good prospecting and really good conversation starting because mm -hmm. it's not about like pitch slapping people where you're just like, Hey, do you want to buy my product? Please, 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 please. It's like, no, 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 no. Say hi, offer them value and try and just start a normal conversation. It's not, not it's, it's not that hard. <laughs> mm. Curtis, that's so good. Thank you so much for joining me on the show and for sharing your experience and, and really some incredible wisdom at this point in your entrepreneurial journey. So I, I think there's so much gold in there. It's always super fun for me to talk with a newer entrepreneur and what, what you've learned. And, and I think you have a, some great foundation uh, to build upon. Super excited for what's ahead for you and Objection Co. And excited to follow along on the journey. So best, best wishes with everything ahead. Thank you very much, Carrie. It was a pleasure being here. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Operate Podcast. If you like this conversation, as a favor to me, you can rate us, review us, or subscribe, or tell your friends. You can also reach out to us on Twitter at Operate Podcast. Until next week, get out there and operate.